1: yeah welcome after buzz tv football fans
2: you're welcome
1: yes to your monday night football after show we are joined by some very special guests i'm your host christina kaplan next to me is ben bateman what's going on guys and we have the beautiful (laughs) ladies over here heather fur and yashi rice thank you so much for having (laughs) us tell them where they can find you on social media ladies
3: you can find me at Heather Furr, uh, F-U-R-R, two R's.
4: <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yashi Experience and on Facebook, The Yashi Experience.
1: Nice. Yes, and these ladies play for the Chicago Bliss. Yes. Uh, defensive lineman over here, yes. line woman, should I say. I could say Lion Woman, yes. Why not? I like that. I like that. And we got a QB safety, which I'm interested in hearing how you play both roles there.
2: QB and safety? You do both? Yes. Wow. I never come off the field. That's incredible. Offense, defense, special teams? She does it all. The whole package. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. You're like a character from Friday Night Lights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. It's
2: just like that.
1: (laughs) Ben, tell everyone where they can find you on social media.
2: Oh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ben Bateman Media, if you're so inclined.
1: Yes, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Tina Cap. We'd love to hear from you, so tweet at us during the show. Give everyone a follow. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. Lions at Seahawks. Lions enter the game the one of the only teams un, uh, with, uh, with no wins, and they leave the game the only team with no wins.
2: It was an ugly game. I think that's an understatement. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Seahawks fan. It was a rough one.
1: Yeah, you what were your guys' uh, overall thoughts of the game tonight?
3: Well, I like that they yeah. are still without a win because the Bears got a win this weekend, so I'm really happy about that. Thank you, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a little hope, but the game was pretty ugly. I mean, you couldn't yeah. tell if it was the Lions defense or the Seahawks offense that was doing so poorly, but you yeah. know, that's how football games go. Yeah. Right? It's a roller coaster, and you just have to ride the wave. And yes. nobody remembers
2: how it happens. It's just about the W. It's, yes. just, who, it's just who gets exactly. the win in the and
3: end. And
4: it was a tight game, too, still. I mean, it was a low-scoring game. Yeah. They
1: didn't win, but they fought the good fight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was interesting because they gave us a stat during the game that the Seahawks had not scored at all in the first half of their first three games. Mm-hmm. So tonight they finally scored in the first half, mm-hmm. which didn't really... Mean much because they, you know, right, barely won, but still, it was it was surprising that that you know that they haven't scored at all in the first three games in the first half.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think people forget about the Seahawks, and this is just sort of what their offenses look like the last few years. (laughs) There was definitely that stretch at the end of 2012 or 2013 where they scored like 155 points over three games, and they Mm -hmm. blew out the Cardinals like 56 nothing. I mean, there was like a moment where that was happening. But a lot of the time, they win games that look a lot like this. They'll win 17-3, or they'll end up winning, you know, 14-6 or something like that. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. I mean, it's the, it's the way the team is built. It's kind of like Patriots football some years, where they play super close games all the time, but they always inch out the win. Yeah. So definitely not the kind of win as a fan you want to see. The offense was really abysmal, but... Um, ultimately, you know, they're they're trending in the right direction.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the huge things is they said that Russell Wilson last season had fumbled the ball or the Patri- or the Seahawks had fumbled the ball eleven times and recovered every single fumble. And in the fourth quarter he fumbled twice and lost the ball both times. Yeah. So that's huge. I mean to turn over the ball in the fourth quarter with that close of a game.
2: For the run back too, that was yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Awful, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so so what do, you, what do you guys think as far as these two teams going forward? I mean, no team has ever started the season 0-3 and, and won a Super Bowl. I don't even think teams that have started 0-4, there's only like four or five that have ever made the playoffs in history. So yeah. do we think the Lions are just toast? They're just done?
4: I think so. I mean, I, let's just be serious. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you cannot <laughs> lose the first three games of the season. I mean, unless you're like, um, I mean, I don't know, unless you have like a good luck charm somewhere. But, I mean, that's that's gonna be it's they're definitely fighting an uphill battle at this point and um I me personally I play defense so I always feel like you know um, defense wins games so it's going to be up to the defense to really turn this their season around at this point I mean in my opinion.
1: Well, we saw from the Lions defense tonight, they really were the only reason yeah. why they were still in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ziggy Onsa, ahead of ahead of
0: Yeah, I can't say like <laughs> it I, I literally every time, I
1: was at my apartment like, I'm not even going to try to pronounce yeah. that because I can't say yeah. it. You guys know who I'm talking about, so it doesn't matter. Um, we had Wilson, jo- was it Josh Wilson, I think his name is, yeah, on the Lions, so. yep. who sacked Russell Wilson for the first, I think it was the first sack of the game. Um, so their defense Defense really kept them in that game, even though
2: yeah,
3: they still didn't play that great. Right?
2: Well, they I think they forced I want to say three turnovers and six sacks or something like that.
3: Yeah, Russell was taking some really hard hits yeah, and being yeah. a quarterback yeah. that early on in the game, getting those sacks mm-hmm. against you, like just you gotta build, make sure that mm-hmm. you come back harder and stronger in the second half. And it's hard to continue to go to sit in the pocket right. and know that those guys are waiting. And you know we were talking about it earlier, but his spin move and then his double spin move. You have to get out of the pocket and run for your life and make a play out of that. And I feel like as a quarterback, you're not only sitting in the pocket pocket, but you're the playmaker and you have to be.
2: Yeah. It's really funny. Like there's, um, there's this, this great documentary that they made at one point about Tom Brady called the Brady six. And, the, and in it, they're showing all these commentators talking about why it's so hard to play quarterback in the NFL Mm -hmm. and Kurt Warner is one of the commentators and he's saying Mm -hmm. in college these guys have to hit a guy that's open by 10 yards consistently they can do that Mm -hmm. but in the NFL you got to be able to hit a guy who's open by one yard you got to do it when it's faster and it's Mm -hmm. coming after they're trying to hit you Russell it's like he's defeated that by Mm -hmm. the way he plays because it's like he gets the first spin move somebody goes for his ankles and and then he reverses and he goes for the second spin move at that point one of his receivers is open by like 14 feet and he just delivers a pass and gets 17 yards. The guy gets tackled, and everybody's like, Russell Wilson's insane. But it's mm-hmm. like, he never just stands in the pocket and takes the right. part of defense ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen him do it maybe two or three times ever yeah. in his whole career. Mm-hmm.
3: Well and I feel like that's when he got sacked tonight, when he was sitting waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean when you count to two and you haven't gotten a pass you haven't got that pass off, you're dead beat. Yeah. Well
2: there was a
1: couple times where the pocket just collapsed on him <laughs> yes. and he had nowhere to go. Right. So six times, ta- getting sacked six times in a game, since you are a quarterback, Heather, how I mean, going into that next game, what do you what do? you Do Do you talk to your O-line? Like, what's your game plan? I mean, that's hard. That's hard for a quarterback to take that many hits.
3: It really is. And I think it's going to take this week building up to their next game to build that confidence back up in your offensive line. And it's going to take a lot from Russell to really, like, at every practice, like, build them up. And if they do, you know, create a great pocket or if he's rolling out and they give him a lot of time – You just really need to reassure them that they're doing a great job. And I think that's really what it takes, the the positive reinforcement and just letting people know when they're doing a great job because that just builds them up and they play better.
1: Totally. Yeah.
4: I mean – I would think that it would really piss me off, you know, to get sacked that many times. You know, that that's a lot, and that that definitely shows that there is some. There's a disconnect with the O line because you just you just don't, especially in NFL, you don't get sacked that many times in one game. So, I mean, maybe he should talk to Sierra. Maybe Sierra can help him out.
1: Yeah, seriously. Power, power couple, right?
4: There. Right. I mean, right. right. Uh, maybe, maybe he was, you know, um, distracted from Sierra. You never know. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, they didn't. They say they that, were saying that that was yeah. an issue because yeah. and the same thing happened with Serena Williams when right. Drake with came Drake. to right. see her. Yeah. Exactly, she
4: was tired in her press conference. I think. It was something. Went <laughs> out, they <laughs> went yeah. out the night
1: before. Right, exactly. You never know. Mm-hmm. Got to keep your head in the game, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, right. my gosh. Yeah, because he's <laughs> a shifty little
4: sucker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he is. I was noticing, you know, I was actually thinking about this. So you think about the greatest running quarterbacks of all mm-hmm. time, and a couple names come to mind, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. Michael his prime is oh, one, yeah. and, and you have like Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. You have some other guys over the years that really made an impact just as a runner, and then more recent guys like Robert Griffin as mm-hmm. rookie year, Kaepernick. I think that Russell Wilson is the most effective, mm-hmm. efficient running quarterback in the history of football. Versatile. As I mean yeah. that has
3: to be efficient, yeah. versatile. I mean
2: It's like the, the level of efficiency as a runner that he's able to execute mm-hmm. in every single game, right? It's like you can basically trust Russell will have 40 to 55 rushing yards almost every single game. Mm-hmm. He'll take probably one hit on the edge, maybe mm-hmm. one hit. he takes far more hits in the pocket than he ever does when he's running Mm -hmm. and and he doesn't run that fast he's quick but Mm -hmm. he's not that fast so it's like you kind of wonder I think he'll be able to do this until he's in his mid-30s I don't think he's going to slow down I think he's going to be able to play the same kind of football his whole career
1: yeah. Well, I think it probably has a lot to do, Heather, you can tell us mm-hmm. if you agree or not, and obviously Yashi too, but mm-hmm. since you're a quarterback, right. like getting if if he continues to have this many sacks and this much pressure put on him, mm-hmm. how long really can you play? Yeah.
3: You know, thankfully with the amount of sacks that he took tonight, nothing bad happened. Mm-hmm. But you never know. I mean, people were coming at him from all angles and how you fall and if somebody's on your knees when you fall. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen it so many times with Cutler because he gets sacked all the time and there's yep. he's always injured and he gets a lot of flack for that. Mm-hmm. But he's always, you know, scattering and just throwing the ball for his life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's – I hope Russell Wilson has a very long career because he is such a great player. Yeah. And I love watching him.
2: Yeah, I think the Seahawks have given up the – Second most sacks in the league this year thus far, mm-hmm. right? Actually, actually after tonight, probably the most. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they're number one.
3: Wow, I
4: mean that's a lot though. You know, I think any player that can play into their mid thirties that that's great because we know with football the shelf life, unfortunately, it's just it's not that long. You know, um, and when you get hit, it's like what is they like? It's like a bus or a train. Like I mean, it's it's those hits are you can't get sacked over and over and over in a game, it doesn't matter who you are and still have a, a long career because, it's our, you know, your body is just not built that way. So mm-hmm. but he should be fine. He's young. You know, he's still... Yeah. he's Obviously, he's really good, but they probably should make some changes if this continues because, you know... <laughs> you want him around for a while. Yeah, you know? and you guys yeah. both...
1: I, I need to make a clarification. You play in full pads, so you right. know what it's like to get hit. Luckily, I I... <laughs> Give the hits. Yeah, I, don't sure. the I prefer I'm the hits. Yeah, the I'm hitter, still, I'm not hits her. But still, the contact—like oh, yeah. you still feel it
4: for sure. You definitely do. But I am just really happy that I'm on the, on the uh, the <laughs> other end and not the receiving end of it because yeah,
3: she made that comment about getting hit by a train and yeah. the first day after a game, it's like wow, these turf burns yeah. are brutal. Oh, yeah, I hurt a little bit. The second day after, it's like. I Thank can't you. move. Oh, yeah, God. I can imagine
4: being in the NFL getting hit by guys, you know, those guys are huge. Yeah. I could not imagine getting hit that many times. It's, it's
2: yeah. Now you guys so you you play in full pads, yeah. but your outfits are fairly skimpy otherwise, is that right? Did I read that correctly? I felt like I didn't reading it correctly. The yeah, not, right? They're
4: not it's, yeah, yeah, so we aren't yeah. exactly full pads. Yes. Well, so we don't have yes. shoulder pads. Yes. We have shoulder, yes. pads, shoulder pads, helmets.
3: And elbow pads and elbow knee pads. pads.
4: knee pads. Okay. But, but I will say this, that the hits that we receive and the, the injuries that people get, uh, because I know that's like, you know, people worry about the padding because of the injuries and the injuries that people receive, it's not because of the padding. It's, it's rare that people get injured because of the the pads people get injured because they either you know they they aren't strong enough it's it's a lot of ACL and MCL tears so it's not because of I don't know too many people that got their ribs broken I actually don't know anybody that had their ribs broken so um, and I actually haven't had any significant injuries due to the pads. So. You need to knock on wood right now.
3: Right. Well, I mean, I've had way, I've had way too many. My body is hurting well, she, every day you, because of, yeah, and playing quarterback. Yeah, you, you're going to
4: receive more, you know, injuries than I play D line. Mm-hmm. So thank God, you know, I don't
1: receive that many injuries. Well, not only quarterback, you're also safety. Right. Yeah. So, what did you think of the performance from? I mean, Cam Chancellor basically we should have said this in the beginning of the the broadcast, but the last play of the game where Cam Chancellor punched the ball out of Megatron's arms before he crossed the plane. After the game, they were, and then KJ Wright batted it away. The ref said that that should have been a foul and that should have been the Detroit ball and if so, they probably most likely would have scored, at least tied the game. So, not based
2: on their offensive performance. Right, in the game. right. I don't I, know about so, that. yeah, it's
1: maybe Allegedly. not that. Right, yeah. But um, aside from that, Cam Chancellor obviously making a huge impact since his return after his 54 day holdout. What did you guys think of his performance tonight?
3: Well, I mean, we were kind of traveling here when yeah. that all happened with, with Calvin Johnson, but. I mean, secondary is huge for any defense. And when you have a receiver like Calvin Johnson, I mean, just amazing hands that that is your quarterback's number one go-to player. You have to, you mm-hmm. have to stop him and you have to do everything it takes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, it just, did I just totally flip the script on that? No, no, no that no. was okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that, no, that was right. Like, Go, girl, you're <laughs> good. No, yes. I mean, you know that just makes such a huge impact yeah. in every game, and it it builds the defense up and builds momentum for your team. And when a defense can make a huge stop or stop a huge a, a huge threat on offense, that's what it, you need. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's definitely interesting to see the defense now with Cam back. Obviously, <laughs> you'd like to say they were zero and two without him, and they're two and zero with him. But I don't feel like beating the Lions and the. Mm-hmm and the Bears the Jimmy Clawson Bears mind you in Seattle
4: (laughs) listen don't talk about our Bears winning a game in Seattle
3: I know is so so difficult it's hard to do yeah
2: and so that's that's what I mean is like I don't know that those games were won because Cam Chans maybe there's an attitude adjustment that happens there I think in this game, you're talking about Calvin Johnson, something that is very interesting to notice. And, um, you know, I'm a, I am work in fantasy football mm-hmm. with the Direct TV Fantasy Zone, so we talk a lot about sort of player evaluations and their, their actual value in terms of, like, percentage points on a, on a week. And Calvin definitely has dropped a lot.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think the biggest thing to notice with Calvin Johnson is there was a time when he was the most physically dominant player in the NFL. Not just receiver, mm-hmm. but a guy that's 6'5", a guy that's six five and runs a four three two and has a twelve foot broad jump like that, you know, weighs in the two forties. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. So there was a time when you could have him release off the right side and run, and you know run a slant, double coverage or something, and Calvin Johnson would just go up and come down you know, with the ball. There was no question. Right. He was the most uncoverable player in the NFL. He's lost a step. He's. I would be surprised if Calvin Johnson runs anything better than a high four four at this point. He's more of a, more of a possession receiver at this point. And that was one of the big things that made the Lions such an unstoppable offense in the past. So Golden Tate's good, but I mean, that'd be like if Julio Jones was a tenth of a second slower it's different it's just a different kind of game
1: well let me ask you guys then all of you do you think that it's more that calvin johnson has lost a step or do you think the connection with him and stafford is is gone do you think if he went to another team with a better quarterback let's say he put him on on the seahawks with russell wilson do you think that he would be back at least at almost at his you know last couple of years level
2: I don't think he'd, he'd be any better on the Seahawks. In fact, he'd probably be worse than the Seahawks. Cause well, okay,
1: just with a better quarterback then.
2: I think if you put him on a team, like let's say you put him with Aaron Rodgers or you put him with Tom Brady or one of these guys who can put the ball where they want it when they want it, Calvin Johnson would have a slightly better season. But Stafford's got a good arm. It's just more of a question mm-hmm. of like they have no running game. They're poorly coached. Their offensive line is questionable. Their running backs are young or unproven or injured. And you look at a lot of the things that made that team so good the last few years, they're either gone or they're... They have a diminishing skill set. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Is like mm-hmm. that whole team was Stafford drops back. Calvin Johnson runs a, a deep go route. He throws it up, and it's a 55-yard connection. And then all of a sudden, they're in the red zone, and Reggie Bush gets something on their right side. Reggie Bush is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Calvin
2: Johnson's slower. Oh, yeah. Stafford's banged up. The mm-hmm. offensive line's not good. Jim Caldwell, just Jim Caldwell's our coach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Caldwell's not a good offensive coach. People remember him on the 09 Colts, and, and the Colts made the Super Bowl. That's Peyton Manning. He was, mm-hmm. the, co- he was the coach.
0: Yeah. Jim Caldwell's
2: not mm-hmm. good. I don't know. I mean, I just think I think Calvin Johnson would be maybe slightly better for another year or two if he was on a better team. But I just have a hard time believing. I think the Lions are done for this year. Yeah, I would
3: agree that it's not the quarterback wide receiver connection, but necessarily maybe the pressure put on that connection. Yeah. So not that Stafford doesn't have the skill to give it to him, or that he doesn't have the, you know, he's not able to catch it, but just the pressure of that and double Mm -hmm. coverage and just knowing that that's his go-to. And he's always looking there first or always wanting to go there. So yeah. you're
1: saying that just the lack of, of other weapons, yeah. basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Do you agree, Yashi? I would agree
1: with my quarterback here. <laughs> <if
4: we're
2: laughs> are we worried about the Seahawks? I mean, I know I'm talking a lot about the Seahawks. What do you guys think about the season going forward? We're 2-2 two two in a tough division. The Cardinals are very good. The Rams are at least pretty good. They're
1: the third best team in the, in the NFC West. Yeah.
2: Yep. Well... By record, let's not say they're the third best team in the <laughs> NFC. <one. laughs> mm, I don't know about that. Oh, the you Rams think are that good. Actually, worse than the Rams as a football. The Cardinals fans?
1: are definitely the number one team in that in that league. Uh, yeah. Or I mean, in that division. Um, I think the Rams. I think the Rams are better than the Seahawks. I'm going to say that.
3: At this point, I mean, when you don't have your starting running back, when things are not going your way, your offensive line's looking kind of scrappy, and your defense is
2: giving up touchdowns to. The
3: Detroit Lions,
2: right, and Jimmy yeah. Graham is
1: not doing anything of what they expected, right?
2: I'm gonna be honest with you guys about the Jimmy Graham thing. <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better word, I thought that guy was kind of a kind of a wuss the whole time he was in <laughs>
1: well that's what everyone always says he de- never blocks
2: Yeah, I, I refuses to I have this memory of a playoff game where the Saints came to Seattle and I want to say it was two or three seasons ago and it was like the height of the Legion of Boom I think it was 20, 2013 the Super Bowl year for us and they came to Seattle and before the game Jimmy Graham was like he was like talking shit to our guys you know in the huddle like mm-hmm. like as you know just, just warm ups mm-hmm. on their side of the field mm-hmm. and he kind of started to get into it with one of our guys and he was like puffing out his chest or whatever and Cam Chancellor comes over and Sherman's yelling out him. And I think everybody, every Seattle fan was watching and just being like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You're in Seattle. Just shut up. Go go play mm-hmm. football. Like, why are you trying to front like you're like this hard dude? And then they got crushed. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I don't know, man. Like, he's a great fantasy football player. That's mm-hmm. what Jimmy Graham's always been. Fantasy football is so big, and he's a 16-touchdown, one-season guy. You know, so people are like, he's this unstoppable force. But as a football player, when you can't run block, when you're out there just as a receiver, and you you go from Drew Brees and the Saints offense to the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. that's offense is built on big plays and play action Mm -hmm. you're not going to have eight catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown that's not going to happen so I think you can blame Jimmy Graham but it's like Jimmy Graham's got to just deal with it he's not on the same team anymore sometimes he's going to have 50 and a touchdown rarely is he going to have 102 touchdowns most of the time it's going to be this or like this if he had got a touchdown tonight that Mm -hmm. would be like a normal game 4 for 30 and a touchdown and
3: I think it's crazy like your responsibilities change obviously your offensive schemes have changed You need to absorb what is different with your offense and be a team player. You need to make blocks so that other people want to make blocks for you. Yeah. You know, and that's huge. Like, Mm -hmm. as a quarterback, on some of my plays, you can see on tosses, I'll roll around and I'll make blocks. Or Mm -hmm. if somebody's coming back on a reverse, that is huge. And you have to do that for your teammates because you want them to do it for you. Right. So it's just like a mutual respect thing and – do your job
2: because he's complaining in the media <laughs> that he's not getting used enough. He's there. He's he's, he's, he's he hates. He he's he's pissed about his role in the offense. Is one of the quotes out of a Seattle reporter, hmm. and that's not going to fly. I mean, hmm. I don't know, I'm a little that that's definitely what worries me the most is we traded a first round draft pick and a Pro Bowl center for this offensive weapon that doesn't block that seems to think hmm. he's entitled to be better than he is, and aside from that. We're an older offense, an older defense. Oh, and you
1: were definitely missing Max Unger tonight.
2: Yeah. A hundred
1: percent. Like, it it was clear, like, his loss was felt. And Marshawn Lynch, his loss was felt, Mm -hmm. too. Are you guys worried? Are you – do you think that his health is going to be a continued concern for the rest of the season?
3: I really hope not. I mean, he's – He's a big player, and Mm -hmm. I feel like he'll do whatever it takes to get back on the field because he knows his team needs him. Yeah. Um, And as they said, I read about just his presence on the field and in the huddle is felt so Mm -hmm. much, and that's so important for team chemistry. Right. So he knows that they need him. Yeah. So he will do whatever it takes.
4: And I I would agree with uh, with that. I definitely know that, you know, it's all about... Sometimes it's not even if you play; it's just the presence that you have on the field that just motivates your team. And I feel like Marshawn—he's he, definitely one of those players that you just—he motivates you. He, you, you know, you play better just because he's there. So, hopefully, you know, he can come back and you know be better. And he—he's he a—he's still a strong player, so I, I think he'll—he'll he'll come back and he'll, you know, be a good asset to the team
1: this year.
3: Right. I think so yeah. too. It's
1: just hamstring injuries are so yeah hard. hard. Mm-hmm. Because any type of stop and go, like, uh, I mean, really basketball, too, but more so, I think, football and baseball, hamstring injuries are so detrimental, Mm -hmm. and I feel like once you kind of strain something, Mm -hmm. it's so likely for you to really injure yourself worse. And again, yeah, mm -hmm. and so... And being
3: being a running back, fullback, you know, Cutler obviously went out two weeks ago with with a hamstring, and he Mm -hmm. came back this week and played really well, but his mobility is limited, obviously, and being a running back, you're required and expected to do so much more Mm -hmm. and just the explosions and the cuts that Marshawn Lynch makes Mm -hmm. and just how powerful he is. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be tricky. There's definitely,
2: there's definitely, I mean, there's ailments that are much, much harder to diagnose and take longer to heal, right? I mean, things like, with your hamstring, it's so difficult to really fully extend and open up. It's the same mm-hmm. with a calf muscle. You right. can rest that for a couple of weeks, but when you really go in, you're cutting on it, you're pressing hard on it. Mm-hmm. Very easy to reaggravate those muscles. Yeah. So it's you hate to see Martian Lynch miss the game at home. Yeah. You know, last year mm-hmm. of his 13 touchdowns, 11 of them came in Seattle. Right. So wow. you don't like to see that. It's it's not. I hope that we're not watching Sean Alexander like these guys that 29 or 30 years old that have been dominant in their careers. Right. Sometimes you hit that 30 year old mark or you know, it, I think what's the stat? If you carry 330 mm-hmm. times the previous season, yeah. statistically, there's a much higher likelihood there's just that cliff. Mm-hmm. And Marshawn carried over 330 times last right. year. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I have a bad feeling about it, honestly. Yeah.
4: It, I mean, it's still kind of early on, you know, so there's still, I think it's still to be determined whether he can come back and still be strong. And he is a, he definitely is a power player. But, um, I mean, it's early. So if he can, I think if he can come back, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I agree, and they they need him. I mean, Rawls, he did okay, I guess. An undrafted free agent rookie. I know, mean, I know. Like we like said, like I said rookie. to Ben before the game or before the show started, that you know Seahawks are like the team of the undrafted. No name guys and making them and what else did you say that converting them from
2: oh yeah they they convert defensive lineman offensive mm-hmm. that's a Tom Cable thing yeah though. that's like classic Tom Cable and that's I mean they didn't look great tonight but we won a Super Bowl doing that so can't uh, can't be too mm-hmm. down on it right.
1: right so so Seattle's defense they lost their head their head defensive coordinator they lost yep. another what was the other guy's name um, that they lost to
2: you're talking about players or you're talking about no 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 the other
1: there was another they mentioned two. Two people tonight. Um, we what's have his name?
2: so two years, three years ago, we lost Gus Bradley to the Jags. He's their head yes. coach now. He's our defensive coordinator. Then we lost Dan Quinn. He's the head coach yes. of the Atlanta Falcons now. Um, who's a very good. But wasn't there? Some,
1: I, f- I thought there was somebody else that I didn't recognize his name. Like I know Gus Bradley and Dan Quinn, but there was. I thought there was another guy. Whatever. Anyways, so now you have this, the new DC. Do you know his name? I, it's, um,
2: I, I do. It'll, it'll come. To me Anyway, so.
1: How did you think the defense played tonight, being that there is a new defensive coordinator in the building?
2: I think they played pretty well. Chris Richards, I think is his okay. name. Um, I think they played pretty well. You know, I was talking to my roommate while we were watching the game, and he's a huge Cardinals fan. Okay. And... Uh, We both play a lot of fantasy. He had four guys going in the game tonight, and he still lost because the game was just awful. In Mm. fact, my my best daily fantasy matchup this week was playing Thomas Rawls and Jimmy Graham, and they just blew it. I lost all my money, (laughs) so that was terrible. But uh, anyway, watching, I think it's really interesting to notice the difference between Seahawks defense on the road and Seahawks defense at home, and it's pretty stark. You know, they gave up zero last week through through seven quarters of football they had given up three points up until that fumble recovery for a touchdown mm-hmm. so and that's not the defense that's mm-hmm. Russell Wilson fumbling mm-hmm. so aside right. from that it's the defense gave up three points in eight quarters of football mm-hmm. so that doesn't actually worry me too much that's um, pretty amazing um, yeah. yeah that's insane that's the mm-hmm. kind of defense we've always played right. in Seattle so it's really just the offense I don't I don't get the feeling that our defense is underperforming right now, but... No,
1: no, no. I don't think so either. I was just asking with this new defensive coordinator, do you see a change? Clearly, they played well, so... Really, there's not much of a change, I guess, is what you're saying then.
2: Yeah, it's the same. It's pretty much the same system because yeah. it's Pete. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's our defense. Like, mm-hmm. Pistol Pete's the, you know, he's all about defensive backs. He likes to run that zone, right? We basically run a base cover three, which mm-hmm. always works. I, I was talking about this with Richard Sherman earlier how I think this is so funny. Like, Sherman's a great player. He's mm-hmm. a very good athlete. But you put him up next to like a like a Revis or a Patrick Peterson on a on a basic level of athleticism. Mm-hmm. It's not even the same conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean he's a he's a very good athlete, but his size and his speed, his quickness, it's not the same. He's very cerebral and he's a great zone corner. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that Richard Sherman has taken this mantle that he has is the league's best corner, mm-hmm. and he's made all this money in endorsements, and he's on a team that won the Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. he gets to do that. Oh yeah! And I'm just like, go get that money, man. Yeah. Hats off to you, <laughs> because you're you're either as good as they think you are, yeah. or you're not quite as good, but you happen mm-hmm. to be in the best possible position right. to show off.
4: Right. Fake it till you make it.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> might be that good. I don't know. I just you watch him sometimes, and you're like, I don't understand how. Like I watch Revis, and I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally makes sense yeah. to me. And I watch Sherman, I'm like. You're like my favorite player ever, mm-hmm. but I don't watch you and think that you look physically dominant. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I well, I funny. think the
1: problem is that you know a lot of the times these quarterbacks don't even want to throw his way. Aaron Rodgers threw his way once in the last in the last game that they played. Yeah, or two or twice, and I think they were both actually completions. But that so you so you not you're not going to know how good he really is if quarterbacks are never going to throw his way. Mm-hmm.
2: You know said, what I mean, yeah, he likes to say uh, great corners don't uh, they don't st- sit on an island they get picks, and he does he does get picks, mm-hmm. and the thing that makes Sherman great is it's he's a smart quarterback he's mm-hmm. he does he does the study he studies yeah. the game film he puts himself in position you'll see that guy gamble gamble his coverage more often than most mm-hmm. top corners right he'll jump a route or whatever mm-hmm. like that, and that's how he gets his picks, and I think that's what makes him great, so but that's um, also
3: the most dangerous thing to do, yeah, exactly like when you're gambling, you're putting your team at risk too because then you're you're really counting on that secondary or that safety to come down or be there yep. if you yeah. miss it, and that's huge.
2: Yeah, and he got beaten in the Packers game, you know? James yep. Jones beat him across the middle. So
1: James Jones, man. Uh, Who would have thought he would be having the year that he is?
2: You guys want to know a crazy thought about James Jones? <laughs> what else? Okay, in 28 games played with Aaron Rodgers, the last 28 games together that they've played with, um, with Rodgers, like the full games with James mm-hmm. Jones in the lineup, James Jones has twenty-four touchdowns mm. in twenty-eight games. Wow. Oh wow. Twenty-four touchdowns. He's he's almost at a touchdown every single game mm-hmm, yeah. that he's ever played with Aaron Rodgers on average. Wow. How crazy is that? James that Jones.
1: Well that Aaron Rodgers makes yeah. people look better. He makes <laughs> yeah. receivers look better. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's so good. Ugh, we can't even get into that but before we we get into a little bit more about you guys i want to give a shout out to one of our best fans fantasy stats guru you don't know him ben but he's been following us since last season and he already tweeted at me saying the his lions got the raw end of the deal i'm sorry he's a lion's fantasy fan. stats guru yes. uh, i'm sorry to but, hear that. let me
2: just straighten my tire really quick
1: yeah ben over here seahawks <laughs> fan i apologize um And shout out to my girl, Steph Z, who's in London for the Jets-Dolphins game. She had a great time and is having a great time. And she tried to stay up to watch this Monday night football game. She was texting me. But it was 3 a.m. London time, so she had to go to sleep. <laughs> but anyways, our ladies here on Ox- Oxygen's show, Pretty Strong, which is airing tomorrow at 10, 9 Central on Oxygen. And ladies, give us a little bit... Well, I I don't know how much you can really give away. It's a docuseries, Mm -hmm. but how much can you tell us about, like, what were your most exciting moments of this series? Well, I
4: will say, um, just overall, you will see, we've... Our show is very, very real. You know, you can't fake the stuff that we've been through this year. So, for me, I will say the best part of the year was just being able to finish the season strong um, because you will see that we have so many ups and downs, like real life, real life, you know, between... Um, I will just say this is a show that you will literally laugh with us. You will literally truly cry with us. I mean, you're going to go on a journey with us. So, um, just seeing that we all that we all made it through you know in one piece is mm-hmm. to me the best part of the season
3: yeah so yeah. it follows us from yeah. the beginning of our season till mm-hmm. the end yeah it shows us at practice right. in games but then our lives outside of yeah. football and, that's and the yeah there's eight of us <laughs> yeah. part of the cast mm-hmm. and our lives are just so different yeah. but we come together and we win football yeah. games and we're the two-time defending champs coming yeah. into this yeah. season so that is like the biggest thing, yeah. and you want a threepeat, and you want to be yeah. the that dominant team. Mm-hmm. So,
2: how did it go? I mean, it happened already, right? You can talk about. It we can't. You you've
0: gotta watch <laughs> <Yeah>. it to
3: see. You gotta watch it. You've Give it away
4: to the people that aren't, you know that that aren't familiar with the LFL. So we we definitely want to mm-hmm. let you guys watch and okay. you'll see because I keep you mean, hanging. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of ups and downs in the games. I mean, we. We really haven't lost a game in three years. So... So this, that should tell us what happened. <laughs> so this will be... No, not to say that we lost a game. Not not to say that yeah, we lost yeah. anything. But um, you will definitely see um, that people... Sometimes when, when people see that we've won so much, they think that it's easy. And it's like... And they think that we take teams lightly. It's like, no, we actually... We don't take any team lightly. And, and you definitely go... You definitely go on that, that journey with us. Because we... We have the, the our lives on the field is, you know, it's you see, you know, you have the rock star, you have me incredible, you have our other uh, teammate, the Ferrari. So you have these big personalities on the field, but you don't really see what makes those personalities really, um, why we have those big personalities. And it's the, the fight that we have off the field, not the fight as far as, you know, the, yeah. the camaraderie that we have, but just the, the fight in life, you know, that we deal with. And those are the, the realest stories I've ever seen on mm-hmm. any type of reality. TV show.
3: I mean, it's yeah. nerve wracking. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, we mm-hmm. have no idea what the premiere is going to no. include. We don't know which episode no. and right. what's going to happen. Yeah. But obviously, the games are going to yeah. happen chronologically as they have to, mm-hmm. in things in our lives. So yeah. it's it's kind of nerve wracking, but so exciting and it's
4: scary for <laughs> it's scary in many ways too because this is the first time that any of us have you know opened up our, opened up our world to you know, to strangers and the things that we go through are so real that it's, it's things that you wouldn't normally go through, you know, and a lot of us are finding out a lot of things about each other for the first time, because even though we're, we're close, we're teammates, we've been together for a very long time. Um, some things you just keep, you know, football is an outlet, you know, and and unfortunately, well, I don't want to say unfortunately, but in many ways, because we have the cameras that are following us in our stories, um, the things that are private aren't necessarily private anymore. And so our teammates are finding out, you know, some real deep things that that are going on. So it's to me, our show is so different than all the other reality shows, because. Um, you really do go on a journey with us. And we are a cast of girls that have played together for so many years. And, you know, having this reality TV show come along at this point, it wasn't something that was planned. It wasn't something that, you know, I, we didn't say, hey, we want to be on reality TV. It's just that they saw that our stories were, you know, interesting. And they're like, this needs to be on TV. Other people need to see this. And it's scary for us, but I think it'll be very entertaining for the fans.
2: So, for, the, for our fans that don't know about the league, can you guys tell us a little bit about the league you're playing? Just the LFL. Sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's called the Legends Football League, mm-hmm. formerly known as the Lingerie Football League. Mm-hmm. It's comprised this season, there were t- uh, six teams across the nation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been as many as 12. Yeah. There's also teams in Canada, Australia, mm-hmm. but it is a seven on seven tackle, mm-hmm. arena style football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't kick extra points, there's not field goals, but mm-hmm. we go for one or two from the ground. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, the same rules as real football. Mm -hmm. There's challenges, there's timeouts, there's fights. Yeah. There's there's a lot of fights. Celebrations are not frowned down upon. So we drink some beer, we we get in each other's faces. It's a lot of fun. I was, in
4: my opinion, I mean, I grew up watching football my entire life my brother played football in NFL so um but playing it is totally different and women are much more vicious than men are i mean men are they they play they leave it on the field women we don't play like that we carry grudges so. <laughs> yeah. and and with our with our league this year you see us face some of the t- same teams that we've beat already so you know, people carry grudges from one game to the next and women, you know, we we are a vicious group, so you will see you know, a lot of trash talking, <laughs> maybe some fights on the field, but it's it's definitely entertaining.
2: Wow. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. It premieres tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: we we already mentioned earlier Heather never comes off the field. She yeah. plays quarterback and safety. Mm-hmm. Yashi, one of the best D linemen in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone says, she yeah. goes, Oh, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. But it's I but that's it. what I've read <laughs> all over all over the internet. Yeah. So we have two of the best players here live yeah. with us, so we are excited that you guys are here. Yeah. I'm interested how hard is it balancing a regular job, you know what people would call a regular job, yeah. with also you know your football career.
4: It's extremely difficult, um, and it's not just regular jobs. It's relationships, it's family. You know, we have, um, you you'll see. I mean, it's it's. This public, um, it's public knowledge now, but you'll see that um, it's sometimes the situations that we have with our families. You know, when you're dealing when you're dealing with health and and things like that. That's a lot when you want to be there with, for your family, but you also have to play football and you also have to uh, go to work. So it is very challenging, but it's it's a lot. Of, it's a balancing act, and you make time for things that you want to do. And uh, for a lot of us, football is an escape away from the craziness that. You know, is our job, is, you know, family and relationships and things like that. And you guys will go on that journey with us. And I honestly think that um, our show is so... So I can't express to you guys how different... I in my personal because I'm I'm a reality T V person and I'm always (laughs) watching like, that looks that looks like they put that situation together. But ours is is nothing at all like that. It's it's so real that it's 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 scary because um I think that the fans will be able to connect with each and every girl in just their own way because We all have very unique stories that are very unique to, um, you know, just so many, so many people, men, women, it's something, it's a show that, boyfriends could watch with their girlfriends and and mothers can watch with their daughters and fathers can also watch with their sons because it is also a show in my opinion about um it's it's a lot of tragedy it's it's triumph it's it's friendships it's it's, it's sisterhood it's you know it's it's team so it's something for literally everybody and if you don't watch football it's fine because you have storylines and if you know if you don't really want to watch really the story you have football and it's it's real football it's real Seven on seven. Contact Crazy A Football.
2: Do you have players that you watch in the NFL that you would say are like your the ones like your favorite players? I guess I'm asking who's your favorite player in the NFL.
4: Well, I would say my brother's my favorite player because <laughs> he's playing now. No, he retired. Simeon Rice is my oh, brother, cool. um, Super Bowl
1: champion. Oh, wow, yeah, the Tampa yeah.
4: Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. he's also nominated for the Hall of Fame. Hopefully, he yeah. Gets it. Wow. So um, and he he's actually going to be on the show a little bit. Um, but um, my brother is actually one of. Um, he's one of the reasons why I play the way that I play because he... For me to play football and for him to take it seriously, I knew that this was something that I couldn't take lightly. It's something that going into it, I would embarrass myself and my family's right. name by playing a sport that is that my brother made a huge, he made his career off of. And then, and I didn't want to be the little sister that's trying to walk into a brother's shadow. Cause that wasn't, that wasn't, you know, why I played. But after, you know, this was something that I realized that, yeah, I'm an athlete. I'm a collegiate. Athlete, this is something that I truly want to do. Um, I asked him for pointers and, Luckily, you know, my brother being as good as he, you know, is and everything like that, he he taught me a lot. So um, I have that luxury, but my brother is the person that to this day, I don't, I really don't look at any other football players when it comes to d- to the D line because that's, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that.
2: Football is my personal favorite sport. Yeah. Um, if you guys had chosen to use your, your athletic gifts, mm-hmm. to doing something else, is there, was there something else you did in college that you were incredible at? Is there anything like that? I mean, do you ever think about playing another sport?
3: Well, I feel like we both did, we were collegiate athletes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, our time had ended with those sports right. and there wasn't anywhere else we could go. And this was our, our outlet gotcha. that we found to still compete and yeah. be so physical and so active and, yeah. and just, that still challenged us. Yeah. Yeah. And what, was did you, what did you so guys new. play? So, in college, I was a, a heptathlete, and what? I played basketball. Yeah. That's awesome.
4: And I played basketball, but I had a track scholarship. And actually, track and field was, I thought as a kid, I was going to the Olympics. I knew I was going to the Olympics until about my junior year. And I was like, you know, this is, I, I still wanted to play, but, you know, coaches and different things like that. When I graduated, it was kind of like I, I really missed um you know, I w I wouldn't say that I wasn't good enough to go to the Olympics, but um it wasn't something that I felt like I could do at that moment. But yeah. um what was your event? Uh the four hundred four hundred two all the sprints and yeah. then I, I triple jumped a bit. Um but I definitely thought that as a kid, I was going to the Olympics, and when that didn't happen, it's kind of like, you know, like she said, you graduate from college, you, you know, that's a very high level, especially if you have a scholarship, and it's like, what do you do with all this, you know, energy, and for us, I know for myself, playing with the guys, it's, it's a little different when you get older, you know, you want to be around other people that enjoy the same thing that you want, you know, like basketball. If I want to go and play basketball in the gym, I don't want to have to play with the guys. I want to play with women just like myself. And football gave us that outlet to be around women. Like I can talk about makeup all day, makeup, hair and everything like that. But then I can talk about football for hours and talk about plays. So that's, that's to me the beauty of the group that we're a part of because we can we can chug a beer and talk about football but we can talk about mac and get our hair done and you know do all that stuff and it's it's totally fine
1: sounds like we would be best friends yeah. because that's me i yeah. feel like I, that's how i am i'm such a yeah. girly girl i love like hair makeup mm-hmm. clothes all mm-hmm. of that but I will talk about every single sport and I probably know more than a lot of the guys right. that I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. So I think I that's heard you great. rattling
3: off stuff that I was like, Yeah. yeah uh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
0: Like I, I
1: agree, girl. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super passionate about it. So I yeah. love to hear that you guys feel the same way. Yeah. That's amazing. And we're so, so excited to see the premiere tomorrow night, guys, again on Oxygen, ten nine central, pretty strong. Any clothing closing thoughts? anything else you want to share with the fans about the game, about your show, about anything in the world.
2: And actually, while you're in town as well, any other appearances you guys have going on they can check out.
1: Absolutely. They can check us
4: out tomorrow on Access Hollywood. Access Hollywood Live. Yes, tomorrow morning. morning. But we're not sure if it's I think it's going to air tomorrow night. I don't, Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not, not sure, sure exactly what time, but, um, they can just, if they can follow us on social media, yep. we have so many more, so many events that's coming up. Um, that's really exciting. Um, give them your handles
1: again. Yes,
4: yeah, I am, um, at the Yashi at Facebook, the Yashi experience and Facebook, I'm sorry. Um, Instagram and Twitter, um, Yashi experience and it's Yashi experience I would spell experience but I've had
3: too many cocktails <laughs> tonight and I just yeah. too yeah. to spell. <laughs> and, and mine I made it pretty simple on all social media it's just at Heather Fur. Furr F-U-R-R oh I'm sorry I have one more
4: thing Yes. Yeah. I have a song that's available <gasps> on iTunes it's called oh. If I Had My Way and it was written and produced by Rico Love and Jim Johnson and it's still available and just watch out there's going to be much more music to come this cool. oh, yes.
1: we can't wait <laughs> okay Ben where can I everyone find you on social media
2: Ben Bateman Media you guys can find me
1: and you can find me at Tina Cap. thank you guys so much for being here again thank, thank you next you. week we'll be back another Monday Night Football Steph Z will be here we can't wait see you later
0: from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network